<coughs> we pick up at the bottom of uh, 83b, uh, 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 quoting the Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah said, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamdel, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamdel said, uh, even if you're out, I've got no claim uh, to your property, the produce, anything, the produce, the produce, your lifetime after your death, uh, still, despite the fact that he writes this extended um, Lashon, uh, or all these, all this extra language, uh, it says that he inherits from her because uh, the condition is voided because he's gone against uh, what is uh, written in the Torah. The husband inherits his wife on a Dorata level, uh, says Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, and therefore you can't go against something that's written in the Torah. Amarav, so Rav comments about that. Halakha, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, the halakha goes like uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, is that a husband can't disinherit himself from his wife, uh, but, um, uh, but not because of his reason. Right, and, uh, and i.e. that it goes against something that is written in the Torah. So now, uh, the Gemara tries to understand this. My Hilkata, Rabban Shimon Gamdel, Velo, Mitame. So what does that statement mean? Halakha goes like Rabban Shimon Gamdel, but not for his reasoning. What is, uh, how do we understand that? Elaima. Uh, if you say that Lacha goes like Rabbi Shimon ben Gamdel, who says that when a wife dies, the husband always inherits from her, uh, but not uh, according uh, to, to his uh, reasoning. Is that true? Uh, but is that, is that true? Uh, because uh, Rabbi Shimon Gamdel holds Makna Amashka Tuvatra. Tanai battle, uh, but uh, if you if you go again, something that's written in the Torah, uh, then uh, your condition uh, it's 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 invalid, it's it's nullified. Verav uh, savar, the Rav holds as follows: Tanao uh, kayam, especially when it comes to a. Uh, um, uh, a, a a position of monetary law, you are entitled to do that. We had this earlier on in our Masechet where we, we talked about uh, the things that a husband has to provide to his wife, and we said, Kusut and Onato, right? We'd said that uh, back there that it was food, clothing, and, uh, and relations, and we said if a husband says to a woman that uh, I'm, I'm going to marry you on condition that uh, I don't give you. Uh, these things, it says uh, we force him uh, to have relations with her because that is something that is not, uh, you know, it's a physical thing and therefore uh, he's he's not entitled uh, to do that. We said from a monetary perspective, a person can contract out of a monetary benefit that is given to him. If he really wants to, he can contract out of that. But something physical, you can't contract out of. Uh, And therefore, uh, we said back then, and that was Rav's opinion. Uh, if it's if it's only rabbinic, uh, then you can do it. Uh, it's it's not a battle, and, and therefore Rav Savar tonight uh, Therefore, you can fulfil that condition, especially if it is a monetary condition. Kasavar, uh, and 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 the reason is uh, the, the the reason is that. Um, uh, uh, the rabbis came along and said Yerushatabal Drabanan and we say the, the, the rabbis opinion is that uh, even though it's rabbinic uh, what the rabbis did uh, they made their, their, their statements stronger uh, because Kachami Masu Chizukli Divraim Yuter Mishal Torah then what the rabbis did even though it's rabbinic uh, the rabbis strengthened it to make it uh, stronger even in the Torah because uh, when it comes to a Torah obligation people are very careful about that when it comes to a rabbinic obligation, people might be 
less uh, uh, careful about it, and therefore uh, the rabbis sometimes made their decrees stronger than that of the Torah. Uh, and, and therefore they said <coughs> in that situation with, uh, with regard to husband, uh, we can't, it, it can't be cancelled uh, in any way. In other words, the husband always inherits from his wife. And um, uh, it says, Vasava, uh, so, so if, if you say that that is the reason, uh, we challenge that why. Vasava Rav, uh, is that really true? That Rav holds that if you go against what is written in the Torah, uh, even on just a monetary level, that your condition is fulfilled. Vahai Itmar, we have a, uh, a following statement. If you say to your friend, Amanat, Shain Lacha Alai Ona. Uh, a person says to another one, I'm selling this to you on the condition uh, that you've got no uh, claim of uh, ona'a. Ona'a is uh, uh, price uh, gouging and or fraud, whatever, where you sell something that is either less less than a sixth or more than a sixth uh, to, uh, the, uh, to, to someone else. And uh, you say, listen, I'm going to, if it's more than a sixth or less than a sixth, uh, obviously, generally, people would sell it at more uh, than the amount of money, uh, and, uh, and and therefore he says, "Listen, uh, there, there's no claim of honor." So basically, you know, the guy's going to rip you off <coughs> over here, uh, and and therefore, what do we say? We say, "Listen," he says, uh, there, "There's no condition of honor." You might think the guy's uh, prepared to pay. Uh, more than he really needs to. He doesn't really care. Uh, he needs the item and, and therefore he's prepared to pay more than the market value, a lot more than the market value for that. Uh, if he says that uh, uh, I'm selling it to you on condition that you can't come back and revoke the sale. Uh, no, Rav says you can't contract out of that. Rav says uh, it is a, uh, um, a situation <coughs> of uh, uh, of, of, of fraud. You've got, uh, you can lay a charge of flaw, fraud against him and he can uh, therefore have to, has to reimburse the amount uh, above the actual market value. Uh, and uh, because that's an explicit pasuk uh, in the Torah, in, um, I think it's in, in Bahar, where it, where it talks about uh, these, these things. It says, you're not law tonenu, I think, law tonen, ish et chavero, I think that is the, the, the phrase of the um, uh, Verse. Okay, uh, um, the, the phrasing of the verse. All right, so now, uh, you, Rav says, there is una in this situation. No, once you've contracted into it, you can't uh, contract it out of uh, fraud, and then you can't go along and claim it back because it's a monetary right uh, that was given to you, uh, and, and therefore you can't contract out of it. So according to Rav, uh, you can't go against something that is written in the Torah, or now is written in the Torah, and you can't go ahead and do it. So, so how do we explain it? So therefore, Ella, Halacha, Krabbe, and Shimon, Gamliel, Adama. So what does Halacha mean that goes like Krabbe, Shimon, and Gamliel? Uh, it says, um, uh, um, that Hamatne Amanat Ama Shikatubutrat and I battle. Rabban Shimon Gamdel's statement was rather uh, saying as follows if you go against what's written in the Torah, uh, the, the, that condition is nullified. Uh, it's, it's, it's totally void. Avalav Mitame, but not because of his reason. Why? Because Rabban Shimon Gamdel says, Meta Yerashena. If the, husband, if, the wife, if the wife died, the husband inherits from her. Uh, Rav Sava, uh, Meta, Law Yerushena. And, and Rav says, No, if she dies, uh, she doesn't inherit from her. Uh, and uh, the Gomorrah says, But, you know, that. that um, 
uh, you would that that doesn't fit in to the the statement that you said. It says hi mitame. No, really, what uh, that's opposite of what Rav actually said. Uh, he says, listen, uh, I follow your reasoning. Hi mitame. Uh, the, the reason I agree with uh, but the halacha does not uh, go like him. He'd said the opposite. He'd said the halacha go, goes like him, but not for his reason. Yeah, he seems to be following exactly his reason that you can't go against uh, what's written in the Torah. Uh, but halacha, the, the, it, and uh, he says, uh, but the halacha uh, does not go like him because he said the opposite. So that can't be the meaning of the statement uh, either. And, and therefore we're looking again for exactly what this means. Ella, uh, uh, another try. Halakha Rabban Shimon Gamliel Amar. Halakha goes like Rabban Shimon Gamliel. Back to our earlier uh, understanding of it. In Meita uh, if he if she dies, uh, the husband has to inherit from her. Vlav uh, Mitama, and it's not because of his reasoning. Why? Ilu Rabban Shimon Gamliel Savar, because Rabban Shimon Gamliel says Midorata Tanabato. If you try and make a condition against the Torah, uh, if that condition uh, is literally a Torah obligation, uh, then uh, it's, it's no good. Uh, it, 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 it's nullified. It, it, it can't take effect. However, hi, Drabanan. However, if it is only rabbinic that you uh, uh, try and go against, it's uh, Kayam. Uh, in that situation, you can contract uh, in, against uh, something that the rabbis uh, allow to give you, as, as we saw. Uh, but earlier, a woman can contract out uh, of, uh, uh, I think this was the end of yesterday's stuff, uh, where we said a woman can contract out and said, listen, I'll, I'll work on my own and I, I won't be fed by you. So you can. If the rabbis say that you're allowed to uh, get, the rabbis give you a benefit, you're entitled to decline that benefit if you want. Okay? Um, and according to this uh, you might say that that was Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel's view and Rav says no uh, that even in the case uh, where you said it goes against rabbinic law uh, your condition is no good either and that's, that's uh, if, if that does, is that what he means uh, to say uh, and the Gomorrah says that still doesn't fit into the, uh, the, the, the language that is where we said it says that it goes like Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel now the lacha follows him, but not for his reason. Uh, but the way you've expressed it now, hi, mitame uh, uh, really uh, goes according to his. Uh, the lacha goes like him, i.e., you can't go against uh, a, uh, the, the law of the Torah, and uh, and 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 uh, it, it goes according to uh, the, the, his reasoning as well. Taina uh, the lacha goes like him, uh, and it goes like the reason to him. It says vaharav mosefu. Rav just adds on uh, that although Rav and Shimon Gamdel says that you could make a condition against the Torah, or it's not a condition against the Torah, uh, you could go make a condition against the rabbis making a decree, you are allowed to do that. Rav extends it, and he says, listen, uh, I, I think you can't even do such a thing. So therefore, that doesn't fit uh, the, the expression of, uh, it goes like Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, but not for his reason. Here, yeah, it would go like... Um, Halakha would go like him as well as his reasoning, but Rav just comes and adds on something. So that's the third try. I guess in Alafat, so finally uh, we get to the, the answer, uh, and it says, Ela halakha karabin shimim gamdel, dama. The halakha goes like Rabban shimim gamdel. It says, Imaita yirshena. In other words, uh, if, if she dies, he has to inherit everything uh, from her. Velo tama, but, uh, but not because of his reason. Tilla Rabban shimim gamdel, sava, because Rashbag says, uh, Yurashah. 
Shotabal Dorati. He says, no, the, uh, the husband has, uh, inherits his wife on a Dorata level from, from the Torah. And if you try to go against uh, something like that, it's written explicitly in the Torah, uh, your condition is nullified and uh, invalid. Rav uh, holds a slightly different view. Tabal Drabanan. No, it's a rabbinic law uh, and uh, it could be uh, he says, listen, and the rabbis made their decrees, uh, at, you know, even though it's only rabbinical, uh, he, he still says that in, the, in that instance, um, they, they gave it the strength of, of uh, something dorata, and therefore uh, you can't change it. Uh, and that, that is, even though it's just, just in inverted commas, a rabbinic right, but uh, you can't change because the rabbis uh, strengthened their decrees uh, with regard uh, to, to this, otherwise people might take them lightly. So that's exactly now fits the paradigm or, and, and the language of Gozak Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamdel, but not because of his uh, uh, of, of his view. All right, uh, now, but the only question is, Rav Savar Yushatabal Drabanan. Does Rav really hold that an inheritance of the husband is that only rabbinical? Vatanan, uh, we learned in the Mishnah, and this is a Mishnah in Bechorot, uh, Daf 52. Uh, it says as follows Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka, Omer Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka says, Hayurash et Eishto, if you inherit your wife uh, from your wife, it says, Yaksir Livinei Mishpacha. Uh, <coughs> if you inherit from your wife, you have to return uh, the property to her family uh, in, in the Yovel. At the Yovel, in the Yovel year, everything goes back to its original owner. So here, uh, he, he has to return the property to her family uh, in, in, the, in the Yovel year. Uh, he says he is allowed uh, to take off uh, part of the value uh, that he gives back. You can claim a bit, uh, but not all of the value uh, from uh, her relatives. So, exactly what is the case? Vavinanba, uh, we asked about it. My uh, Kasava, what is the, the rationale of Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka in this situation? He says, if the husband inherits his wife on a Dorata level, uh, then why does he give it back? Uh, it's only sales uh, that a person is forced to sell land that uh, it goes back uh, to other people. Uh, that, that is, the, the, you know, you reverse sales and, and therefore everything goes back to its original owners. However, in the case of inheritance, uh, there is no uh, inheritance is not given back in the Yovel. That's uh, it's an excluded item. It, it, it's permanent. Once you inherit it, literally, uh, it's an inheritance. It's a, it's a morasha, similar to the, the the way the language is used uh, in the uh, in the verses that you you can't take away a person's inheritance of the land. And, and yeah, this is this this land was literally inherited. And uh, what it means is the way it says it goes back to original owners. Use kind of the word of inheritance. So yeah. Uh, inheritance is a very important thing. So yeah, if you've got this inheritance, it's not it's not a gift, uh, it's not a sale, uh, and therefore it's not given back in the Yovoyo. So that's if you say it is Dorata, my um, Maxir, why would you have to give it back? E Rabanan, even if it's only rabbinical, then Damim my Evidata. And it's only rabbinical. What what's the extra money that you get back? If you have to give it back, you have to give it back. Uh, why do you why are you entitled uh, to take money uh, for it? You know, if if uh, from a Torah perspective, uh, that land belongs to the woman's family, and they shouldn't have to pay you anything. Uh, why are they paying you something? 
so whichever way you look at it, seemingly there is a problem. Rav uh, comments about that. It says, Lo'olam kasava Yerushatabal Dorata. Rav really holds that Yerushatabal, uh, uh, the inheritance of the husband, is a Torah thing. So that, that conflicts with what he said earlier, uh, that he believes it is Dorata. Uh, it says, Mikan, uh, Kugon, sorry, Kugon, Shorisho, Ishto, Beta Kvaros. Really, what happens is his wife gave him uh, the, what did he inherit from her? He inherited her own family's uh, ancestral graveyard. And, uh, and therefore, Mishum became Mishpacha because of the embarrassment of her family. In other words, her family's got a burial plot uh, or a series of burial plots. And what happens is all the family is. Uh, um, uh, buried there, interred there, and what happens is, is now she gives, has died and given this over to her husband. So now uh, that's it. She, he uh, uh, he married uh, a uh, you know Mrs. Uh, um, Miss Levy, and now you know, and, and yeah, Mr. Cohen's married uh, Miss Levy, and all the Levies are buried there, and uh, and he's got uh, a. Um, and, and, and now Mr. Cohen owns it. It's embarrassing. So therefore, uh, what do you do? Omai Rabbanan, Lishko Damai Really, what he should do is take the money uh, for this ancestral burial plot. Uh, she gives him a bit of money, uh, or the family uh, gives him a bit of money, uh, and he gives back uh, the ancestral graveyard. And that is what we are talking about here. Uh, it says, Umai, Yenake Lehem What do you mean? He has to take a bit of money uh, off the, the property. It says, Damai uh, he has to take the amount of money uh, off for his wife's grave. Uh, and uh, as we learned in Abrata, uh, if you uh, uh, if you sell uh, the the. the um, his husband has to pay for his wife's burial, and therefore he's entitled uh, to take off that uh, that that uh, uh, that value of that from uh, the whole field. Because it says if you sell uh, graves, derech uh, kivro, all the parts of the grave, mamado, uh, the, the place where you uh, uh, eulogize people. That literally means the standing place. Mukom uh, the the place where they would stand. Sorry, is the mamado, uh, the standing place. Uh, they used to do all different uh, types of. Uh, uh, morning practices, they would stand in a certain place and then they would eulogize in a certain place. Uh, it says, in the place where you would eulogize. Okay, all these different places uh, in, as part of this ancestral uh, burial. If you, if you, uh, if you sold all of any of those areas, uh, the family uh, can come and do it. Why? Mishum began Mishpacha. Uh, that uh, because of the embarrassment of the family, uh, that uh, if, if someone else, if they would have to go and um, and buy any of these things uh, from 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 someone else, it would cause this massive family embarrassment, and therefore you can't uh, do it. All right, so that would be it. It would uh, destroy the. the uh, um, yeah, be problematic for the family's name if they would have to do it. Uh, so therefore. Uh, you know, so so if if you yeah, you make you have to make sure that they get it back, so as not to uh, embarrass the family. All right, so in all those situations, but now uh, the upshot, as we pointed out earlier, uh, is really uh, that from here, Rav actually holds that the inheritance of this husband is from the Torah, 
uh, as opposed to we'd said uh, Rav, Rav had said previously uh, that it was actually rabbinical and the rabbis made it strong uh, t- uh, stronger than than, uh, than than Torah law they uh, buttressed it with uh, uh, the, these additional decrees to, to make it that uh, it, uh, it was stronger <coughs> even though just rabbinic uh, they made it stronger than the Torah law so people wouldn't treat it lightly uh, so that, that conflict. So it says, Rav, Latamei, Drabi Yochanan, Ben Baroka Kamar. No, uh, really, we can't prove from here exactly what Rav holds. Uh, he might hold that uh, it is Dorata, uh, and, uh, and all he's t- telling us is what the reason of Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Baroka, uh, is, Velo and he doesn't hold personally uh, like, that, uh, like that opinion. Okay. That uh, is the discussion of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, and uh, and now we move on to our second Mishnah in the Perik as follows: Me Shemayt Raniach Isha Balchov V'Yorshin. What happens is you uh, have. Uh, a person uh, passes away and then uh, he's left behind a bit of property uh, but now there are multiple <coughs> claims uh, on the property uh, what is that? The, the wife wants her ketubah, uh, the um, a creditor who's owed money uh, and you have uh, the heirs, uh, all of them are claiming listen, uh, I, need, I need my portion over here Ayalo Picadon or Malve and uh, and and this guy uh, has got uh, some form of deposit or loan uh, in someone else's uh, possession. All right, so it's not. If it was um, the, the the background to this really is that uh, if you have uh, movables, then. Um, they're not um, to, to anything. They really fall to the heirs, right? That is the, the main uh, uh, thing over here. So that, that is what we're talking about there. So now he's got something uh, movable, but it's uh, owned. Uh, it, it's in someone else's possession. Okay, he's got uh, this uh, deposit or some form of loan, uh, and someone owns it. Uh, in this situation... Um, it's in someone else's hands. Rabbi Taufan, Rabbi Taufan says about that. Uh, you give it to uh, the weakest uh, one amongst them. So there's some discussion. Does that mean uh, one of these parties that you assess uh, that has the, the, the weakest claim uh, to it, or do you mean that uh, to uh, we assess each situation and we say, listen, you give it to the most uh, needy person uh, of of these uh, three uh, groups that you have. You try, you make an assessment uh, at, actually at the time. It's not a hard and fast rule. Um, uh, Rabbi Akiva, um, uh, Rabbi Akiva says, uh, no, uh, no, you can't be merciful in judgment. Judgment is judgment. Uh, and even though it might seem harsh, uh, then uh, you, you, can't, you can't change it around uh, depending on the circumstances. Uh, therefore, what is, what is Rabbi Akiva's uh, view? Uh, you, you can't, you know, maybe you have to give a guy tzedakah afterwards, but you can't uh, judge uh, the, the, the way according to mercy. Judgment is judgment. Mercy is mercy. Uh, and, and, and you can't bring mercy into judgment. That perverts uh, the judgment. And therefore, as a result, Ella, yet knew the Yoshim. What you have to do is you give all the money to the heirs. Okay, uh, it says, Shukulan, Tsrikin, Shuva. Anyone who wants to collect from them uh, needs an oath. Uh, it says, uh, and uh, they don't need an oath in order to collect because uh, they, they, they've got seemingly a stronger right uh, than other people uh, to the property. Uh, <coughs> Mishnah carries on uh, and says, What happens if he left behind uh, produce that was uh, cut, detached from the ground? Anyone who's first and gets them first 
uh, it's first come first serve um, then and uh, and as a result uh, who gets there first takes them uh, whether it's the wife or the creditors or the heirs okay but uh, um, uh, so what happens if the wife acquired it and was worth more than her kutubah or the, the creditor acquires it and it's more uh, than his, the amount that he's owed what do you do about the excess in this situation uh, and we have a similar type of uh, you know, comment over here uh, you give it to the, the, the weakest ones amongst them uh, and, uh, and that's it, either the creditor or the wife, uh, depending on uh, the, the circumstance, whichever you do. Uh, and uh, Rabbi Akiva makes the same comment, Rabbi Akiva, and Merachamin, but then you don't uh, be merciful when it comes to judgment. Judgment is judgment, you give it to the, whoever needs it, whoever's, in, uh, uh, whoever's uh, acquired to it. Yes, the person uh, that you uh, that might be worse off uh, is in more need of it. Well, then you can sort that out with uh, tzedakah. Uh, but there's you can't say uh, there's there's justice and then there's tzedakah, and you the, the never the twain shall meet. Okay, Ella, yoshim. So therefore, uh, what do you do? You just give it everything to the uh, to the yoshim, and uh, it says that everyone, uh, anyone who needs to uh, take money away from the yoshim needs a shua. Uh, will have to uh, come and um, uh, give an oath uh, for that. Uh, it says, and the, and the, uh, the heirs do not need an oath. Okay, the Gomorrah uh, picks up. Lamely Lemitna, Milva, Velamely Lemitna, Picadon. Why do I need to teach the case of a loan? And why do I need in the case of the deposit? Why, why do I need both of those cases? Uh, we say, no, it's Tuka, uh, you need both of them. To eat Tana Milva, if you'd only taught the case of the loan, Baha'i Kama Rabbi Tafron. Maybe in that case, Rabbi Tafron says uh, that Mishum Milva Lotza Nitna. Uh, that a loan was given to spend uh, because the, a loan is given that's one of the reasons uh, not that we um, are going to get there anytime soon uh, but one of the things I think we have touched on it before uh, is that a, a, a um, uh, a loan. You can't uh, marry a woman uh, with a loan uh, because we say you, you can't say by forgiving her. You gave a woman a hundred as a loan, and then uh, she, uh, uh, at a point in time, you say, "Listen, uh, I've, I'm, instead of giving you money for the uh, the, the wedding, uh, for the engagement, I'm just going to let you off uh, the loan that you pay me." Yes, it's a financial benefit uh, for her to do that, but uh, it doesn't work. Why? Because uh, the original loan uh, is not uh, there anymore. That loan was the money was given uh, the money is now spent yes she owes you other money uh, but that that money is gone so therefore there's no shava pruta uh, in that situation okay and and so to here uh, the loan is given to be spent there's no uh, property that existed at the time anymore okay valba picadon you might think with when it comes to picadon uh, uh, an item of value that was entrusted to someone else uh, then the uh, etibane you might think that uh, it, uh, it, it, it was still there, uh, not just an obligation. You have to give the, the item back itself. Ama, Rabbi Akiva. Maybe you say he agrees to Rabbi Akiva, uh, and conversely, uh, if you taught only in the case of a deposit, Rabbi Akiva, and maybe you'd say only in that case that Rabbi Akiva agrees uh, that. Um, you have to, uh, that, that it belongs to theirs. Um, 
he said that he agrees to Rabbi Tafon is given to the weakest party, therefore you have to be Tita case in both of these cases. Uh, now, the, we says, Ma'a uh, 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 what who is the weakest? Uh, Rabbi Tafon said, the money is uh, the weakest party. So, uh, who is the weakest? Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Kaneno, Ma'a Lekosher, The one whose uh, proof is the weakest. Uh, according to Rashi, uh, that is the one with uh, the latest date on the document. Uh, because obviously his document is weakest because he can only collect from property uh, that was sold by the person uh, that has passed away only after he uh, got the debt okay so that the one with a later document is obviously in a weaker position uh, other people can collect uh, from the days before that's rashi's proof uh, the rivan and the rambam though say that the weakest one is the actual uh, creditor uh, uh, the creditor and and the riff who says that that uh, he agrees with that uh, because the creditor is the weakest because he has to go and prove his case uh, as opposed to the wife which doesn't have to bring uh, the kutuba in you know as as a proof she she's uh, uh, there already uh, and, uh, and and that's it uh, and also uh, also the, the rabbani Yonatan says the the weakest one is the one that's seen as the weakest that's talking about the creditor as well because uh, another thing to say about the creditor he's in the weaker position because he gave his own money uh, to the person that uh, um uh, passed uh, that, that that had passed away okay and uh, and that's it so uh, also uh, the, the one that's got the weakest uh, form of evidence as well there's a whole uh, different uh, discussions uh, with with that okay uh, and also the, there is uh, on the simple meaning of it uh, in Yerushalmi that she seems to say the weakest one is the one who's got uh, the poor who's the actual poorest uh, etc all right so uh, that is you know all different ideas of, of who exactly uh, the weakest one is all right but in any case um uh, the one with the weakest proof says uh, Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Kanina. Over we explain it. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, no, look to Bat Isha, Mishum Chena. No, we give it to the the wife. Uh, over here, why? Because of a kutuba, uh, because of of kina. Uh, the whole point of the kutuba uh, is to make uh, um, wives find security in their marriage, and and that's why we do. We want to uh, make, um, uh, the, we want a woman uh, to be able to easily get married, and therefore, uh, what uh, if, if 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 this woman has the kutuba, uh, then other men will be uh, interested in marrying her as well. That she she's got a bit of money, etc., and therefore other men. Uh, after the, her husband has passed away, uh, she'll be able to get married to someone else. And it says, Katana, and there's Lachamach Lokitanem, Rabbi Binyamin, Omer, Rabbi Binyamin says, Lukoshel, Shibariah, the one, the money is given to the one who's got the weakest proof of Vuhu Kasher, and that is the correct way to do things. Rabbi Lez, Omer, Rabbi Lez says, Kutubat Isha, Mishum Kina. Rabbi Lez says, it's talking about the Kutuba because we want women to find favor. Uh, in the eyes of other men. All right. Uh, next, uh, next part of the Mishnah. Neach Perot had solution. What happens uh, if the husband left behind uh, produce that was detached? Anyone who got there first uh, acquires it. That's what we said. And uh, and then uh, the, if they if they took more, then they are, would be entitled to. Uh, there is a dispute about the extra amount, the surplus. Uh, what, uh, what 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 was done over there, and that that was Rabbi Tafron again saying to the weakest. Rabbi Akiva says you can't be uh, uh, you show mercy and judgment given to theirs. All right, uh, again the same kind of dispute. But now 
we t- we talk about it now. Uh, it says, "My iriamot." Sorry, v'hanich pedachujun Rabbi Akiva, my iriamotar. Why is Rabbi Akiva uh, talking about the extra, uh, the, the the surplus amount? Surely we're talking about all the produce uh, belong to the heirs. Everything goes to the heirs, even if other people would take it first. Why dafka uh, just the surplus? It would seem that he agrees that uh, that the other people can uh, acquire it, and uh, it says no. Um, Kulanami, the Yorushim have everything really goes uh, to the to the heirs, uh, and, uh, and the Gomer says, "Einachanami, yeah, you're hundred percent right." Idid Amar Rabbi Tarfon Motar. No, it was only in the situation. Rabbi Tarfon uh, says you give it to the weakest one uh, amongst them, and then the surplus. Uh, he discussed what is to be done uh, with, uh, with with the. Uh, I mean, uh, Rabbi Tarfon says, uh, "Who's ever got it first, and then with the surplus, uh, anything extra over and above that amount." The fact that Rabbi Tarfon brought up the surplus, uh, he says, Motar Nami Motar. Rabbi Akiva also referred to the surplus, but really it's talking about uh, the whole thing. It's if it's uh, it's the actual uh, principle as well uh, that uh, gets given to the is, and, uh, and and that's it. Right, Rabbi Akiva. Tvisa law mahanya klal. Is that really so? Uh, what happens if uh, a, 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 a debtor's assets are, are, are taken by a creditor? Are we saying that that is meaningless? No. Amarava, Amarav Nachman, Rava said that Amarav Nachman who she tasvu michaim. That is, uh, he says no. Uh, Rabbi Akiva agrees that uh, if you seize assets, it is effective, but that's only if you seize it while the person was still alive. If you seize it after his death, uh, then that is too late the assets have already uh, gone to the, the heirs and they, they've been inherited by them and therefore you've got no right over them uh, after death only beforehand alright so now Rabbi Tafon we, we ask Rabbi Tafon uh, it says Lemin uh, he, Heicha, uh, you know, where, where was this produce? Uh, he says any, anyone who takes possession of it, uh, he has acquired it, but where was uh, this produce to be found? Rav and Shmuel, Damatavai, Rav and Shmuel both say, uh, it says, who should surin munachin rishotarabim? Whoever takes possession of the produce, he acquired it. That is, uh, as long as it's piled up and put in uh, the public domain. The public domain is not uh, a, a place where you can acquire it because it doesn't belong uh, to anyone. Uh, so therefore, in, in particular, uh, so therefore anyone can take the produce and therefore acquire it. He has to take it to his uh, uh, his domain, uh, but there he acquires it. Aval, a What happens if it's in a simta, like an alleyway? Uh, it's a place next to the public domain uh, that that people don't usually uh, go into. The the rabbim doesn't usually go to that. Uh, it doesn't belong uh, to the one who gets it first because uh, you can acquire something uh, inside the simta. So whoever brought it there, uh, it it. Uh, it's acquired uh, by uh, the heirs in that instance of absinta law. Uh, then it's, it's acquired by the heirs because it's a it's a place which is uh, able to. Uh, I mean, um, not able, but uh, uh, it, it's a, it's a place which is I don't know say sufficient uh, to do the uh, acquisition. Uh, over there, it could it could take place over there. Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish Amatavai. However, Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish says, "Listen, Afilu Besimta. No, even if you uh, take it and it's lying in the simta, uh, still you acquire it." All right. So Machlok uh, it really between Rav and Shmuel.
uh, if it's in the simta, uh, it belongs to the ears. And, and Rabbi Yochanan and Rosh Lakish say, no, even if it's in the simta, uh, even if it's in, in this alleyway, it still belongs uh, to ever takes it first. All right, so now, once we're talking about that, Don, Diana, Rabbi Tafon, they're these judges that, ju- uh, that, that ruled in the opinion of Rabbi Tafon. Uh, however, uh, and Reish uh, Lakish came and reversed what they did. He says, listen, the money belongs to the heirs and uh, the same way uh, as, uh, as Rabbi Akiva said. Uh, you know, even though the uh, Rabbi Tafon said, whoever takes it first uh, gets it, he, no, he restored it to the heirs. Amalei Rabbi Yochanan, Asita Koshel Torah, he says, listen, are you, you behaving like this is Torah law? Uh, that you know any uh, incorrect action uh, gets reversed, um, and uh, and uh, as we're going to see momentarily. Um, but really, what we would what, what uh, you, you're making this like like a din Torah, uh, but but actually not. It's uh, surely it is just rabbinic uh, what we're talking about here, and therefore you've made it like a, a Torah law. So the Gemara says Lema Maybe we'd say they're arguing about the following case: Demar Safa Reish Lakish holds one rabbi holds it. That's Reish Lakish. It says Toyevadavar Mishnah. If you uh, make a mistake in something that is a clear Mishnah, Choser, uh, you are forced to revoke that decision uh, it's, it's, it's considered to be such an obvious mistake uh, that you entitled to reverse the decision and the one says no uh, even if you make a mistake in, in something that happens uh, in, in the Mishnah it's, it's a clear law uh, we don't uh, revoke that decision and as opposed to uh, the, the, the other type of way that you can make a mistake is where you uh, um, it's, it's called shikoladat where you weigh up different opinions and you, you, you come and you make a, a mistake everyone agrees in that, in that instance uh, you, you were weighing up different opinions and, and, and you, you then come and say that what, what, what uh, and, and you decide and it's, it's found to be incorrect uh, you would not have to reverse that decision because after all there's an element of uh, subjectivity over there and using your own mind. Anyway, uh, but when it's an obvious Mishnah, uh, surely uh, th- that's a blatant error and therefore it should get reversed. Okay, that's the, the first opinion. And the one rabbi says, no, even in that situation you don't reverse the suggestion. No, law, says the Gemara, no, according to, uh, you could even say it goes like the, the uh, probably majority opinion uh, that if you do make a mistake uh, in, in something that is an obvious mistake uh, something that's in a Mishnah uh, we say the decision uh, would actually be revoked and you would have to uh, the judge has to end up reimbursing the person etc but we're not going to go into the exact details over there what is the argument about in this instance Rabbi Akiva Meichaveiro Velo Merabo uh, one, one rabbi says that uh, that's Rabbi Yochanan says Alacha usually always goes like Rabbi Akiva uh, when he disputes one of his colleagues uh, but not in his dispute uh, with his teacher and Rabbi Tafon was therefore you know Rabbi Akiva not therefore but Rabbi Tafon taught Rabbi Akiva and therefore Rabbi Akiva would not uh, go against his teacher so when it's a one on one battle with Rabbi Akiva uh, Rabbi Akiva would beat all his colleagues but uh, not his teacher Vulom Rabbo Masava no Alacha Afilu and the other one says, Rash Lakish says, no, the Lakish goes like Rabbi Akiva, even uh, if it's against Rabbi Tafon. 
his uh, his uh, teacher. So he was he was so smart and so clever, Rabbi Akiva, that he uh, would even dispute with his teacher. That's one explanation. Uh, another. So I mean, we've had one explanation. Uh, do we uh, arguing about Devar uh, Shiva Mishnah? Do we Chazer or not? Uh, and the Gemara says no. Uh, maybe we can. Uh, uh, everyone might agree on that point. And here it's uh, how do we view Rabbi Tafon? Was he Rabbi? Uh, I mean, does Rabbi Akiva argue with teachers or not his teacher? Now, Ibatem, another answer. Dukula Ama Halakha Rabbi Akiva Mechavero Avlo Mirabo. Everyone could agree uh, that Rabbi Akiva, uh, when he uh, disputes something with his colleagues, uh, he his decision goes like him, uh, but not when he disputes it with his teacher. Vacha Bahai Kamifli. What is the argument about in this situation? Masava Rabbi Tafon Rabbi Hava Rabo Hava was Rabbi Tafon Rabbi Akiva's teacher. Uh, still considered his teacher. Umasava Chavero Chave. He ended up. He might have been his teacher in the beginning, but uh, because Rabbi Akiva was so great, he uh, Rabbi Tafon uh, was on the level of a colleague uh, with him. Iba uh, a fourth understanding. They would say that everyone agrees that Rabbi Tafron was considered to be just equal to Rabbi Akiva, just his colleague. Uh, what is the argument about? Uh, it says, The one says, uh, Do we agree with. Um, uh, the statement that Rabbi Akiva uh, Laka always goes to like Rabbi Akiva uh, and and uh, Rosh Lakish holds uh, every time you say the Laka goes like Rabbi Akiva you really mean that the Laka goes like him Rabbi Yochanan says no uh, w- what is the statement made it says no uh, we tend towards Martin we lean towards uh, the opinion of Rabbi Akiva that's what we incline to follow his opinion uh, even though uh, it, uh, we, we, we try to follow it uh, uh, we don't say definitely that Laka goes like it so therefore uh, if the judges go against uh, what Rabbi Akiva does uh, the, the rabbis won't come and overturn their view alright so that is uh, uh, four different understandings of, uh, of that anyway moving on um, uh, and a few more stories uh, like this Kravei de Rabbi Yochanan Tafus Para Viatme Basimta. Rabbi Yochanan's relatives uh, took a cow uh, of of orphans uh, from from an alley. Okay, uh, because the the orphan's father owed them money, so they see this cow uh, from an alleyway. So this is exactly what uh, uh, we seem to be arguing about. Atu Kamei de Rabbi Yochanan. They came in front of uh, Rabbi Yochanan uh, for judgment. Now it's interesting how they could. Um, uh, um, uh, you know, take the uh, come in front of him for 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 judgment if they are his relatives. Anyway, that uh, uh, that's I'm not sure of the answer to that. Anyway, so uh, it says, Commander Rabbi Yochanan, Amalu Shapu Tafasu. Right, he says it's good that you seize the cow uh, and I hold like Rabbi Tafun in this instance. Atu Commander Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish, but then they came in front of Rabbi Lakish. Um, who, uh, whose opinion was different. Uh, it says, Amalu Zil Hadu. No, go along and uh, return the cow to the orphans. Uh, he, he said, as, as we saw uh, with Rash Lakish, uh, and uh, um, he says, even if you. Uh, oh, sorry, no, he says, if you acquire it. So that was Rabbi Yochanan. Um, Rabbi Yochanan and Rash Lakish are both say in a symptom. But anyway, uh, he says, he, he seems to, Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, seem to hold in this instance like Rabbi Tafon. But they went to Rash Lakish says, you know, if you've, you've taken this uh, thing, you've acquired it, uh, and um, 
uh, uh, should be good. But he says, yeah, go and return uh, the cow to, to the orphans. Okay, zil um, hadur, uh, go and return it back to them. Atzikamadu Rabbi Yochanan, and then they... Uh, so Atzikamadu Rabbi Yochanan, they came back uh, and uh, they said to, to Rabbi Yochanan uh, that Rash Lakish uh, told them they had to give back the cow, so it would seem... Uh, that uh, the answer to that, that question that I had uh, was that Rabbi Yochanan uh, was was actually disqualified uh, from giving him a, 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 a rationale. He just said what he what he thought the halacha would be, uh, but then he, he told him to go to Rash Lakish, who was independent, and then they went to Rash Lakish, who gave him a different thing, uh, different answer to the question. Uh, so they come back to Rabbi Yochanan and complain that they got a different answer than what he had told them. They should have got Amalu. My, I say, what can I do? Uh, uh, this guy, uh, he's my brother-in-law, and uh, he disagrees with me, uh, and, and he's equal to me in stature, and therefore I can't go back on it. All right, another uh, case. Uh, Bakara, there was a herdsman. Uh, he was caring for uh, the, the cattle of these orphans, and uh, his property was seized. Uh, that the credit comes and takes an ox, uh, for the payment of these this orphan's father, uh, the creditor says, "Listen, uh, um, uh, sorry, I seized it from him while he was still alive. Remember, we said that uh, you, you can't, uh, you have to seize it while he was alive, because uh, otherwise, after death, it becomes the heirs. So he said, I seized it from him while he was still alive." Uh, and even according to Rabbi Kiva, <laughs> uh, that would that would still work. Bukhara um, Amar, herdsman said no. Lachamita tafsei, you seize it after death. Uh, and so now, Atsu Commander of Nachman, they come in front of Nachman for resolution to this question. Amalai Itla Sahadi to Tafsei, he says, you know, do you have witnesses uh, that he seized the ox uh, from you? Amalai Law, no. Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, I, I don't have witnesses. Uh, I'm alive. So he says. Actually, the answer is migo diacholamema lakuachu biado. He said I, I was it in my possession uh, because I bought it. Uh, that uh, th- there's no proof that he's done it. Uh, there's something wrong over here. He could have said I bought it. Lamema lakuachu biadi diacholami lamema michaim tashinulai. Still, you can also say I, I took it from the herdsman while the guy was still alive. In other words, uh, he's go. He can keep the ox in this instance uh, it says I'm a Reish Lakish but surely we have the principle of Reish Lakish uh, it says Hagudorot Ein Lahem Chazaka the different livestock uh, like sheep and oxen uh, don't give any there's no Chazaka with them uh, even though that someone owns them because they move around uh, they're wandering around from place to place a person can't say ah I've got it so therefore it must be mine it might have just come into his property might have just walked in there uh, it says no shiny uh, Torah Demisira uh, Laura no uh, an ox is different because uh, it was given over to a shepherd a shepherd will watch it uh, in this instance and he won't let it walk off so the fact that this guy has it uh, it means that uh, he's got a chazaka uh, in terms of it right um, and another story to, to finish off for today uh, by Nasir uh, the Divine Nasiya, Tophes Amta Diyatme Simta, the people from the Reish Kaluta's house uh, took the um, 
the the Venus. Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, it's not the Rosh Kudutza. This is the, the Nasi, but a similar type of concept. The Rosh Kudutza was in in Bavel, and uh, the the Venus, yeah, uh, were the prince of Eretz uh, The people of his house uh, went ahead and took a maid servant uh, uh, from a Simta. They they were owed money, and uh, by the by the father, and they took this this maid servant. Yatvi Rabbi Rabbi Kinnina Ba Papi, Rabbi Yitzchak Nafka, Rabbi Rabbi and Rabbi Kinnina Ba Papa and Yitzchak Nafka was sitting and judging this. Viatif Rabbi Abba Gabai and Rabbi Abba was sitting with them. Amar Luhu, so Rabbi Abai said to them, "Listen, Shapir Tafis Tua, it's good that you seized it." Uh, because of the fact that uh, you know it, 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 you've acquired it, okay. Amalehu, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba says to him, "Listen, Mishum Devanus Nesia Ninu Machanfinu Fitu Lu," because they are you know you're sitting here with the people of the uh, the, the the Nazi's house, uh, you're going to flatter them. Uh, that's not true. Uh, uh, you know we we know says Vuhu Don Diana Rabbi Tarfon. We know they are judges who judge a case like this, uh, like the halacha of Rabbi Tarfon, Vadrinu Reish Lakish Uvda Minah, and Reish Lakish went back on what they said. He says the halacha is not like Rabbi Tarfon uh, in this uh, in this instance, uh, and that's uh, so. Therefore, what you've judged, you've done an incorrect judgment. Right, I think that's uh, it's a good place to uh, uh, to stop. Uh, you know, more more uh, comments about uh, this tomorrow, but in the meantime, uh, we'll leave it there. Everyone should have a great day.